now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shout Out. I'm Steffi Barnett. Uh, and I'm Andy Shilton. Today on the show, Tales of Kanda. Friend of Shout Out, Martin Spilacy, chats with Alex about gay experiences around the world. Uh, and the lovely Jordan Gray on her shoot to fame. All that and so much more. Coming today right here on Shout Out. <laughs> No one did it. That makes a a a bit differently. (laughs) It's going to be such an orgasmic show today. Well, it's got Jordan Gray on it, so you know. And Martin Spilacy. Yeah. Yeah. And me. Oh, yeah, and Ezra Peregrine. Yeah. Yeah. And Sir Terry Starr. And Andy holds back. <laughs> yes, I am here. So. Hey, you know, I, when I spoke to you last okay. night, it was like it's just like you and me here, and like now there's like half the team. It's yeah, great. Hmm. I just thought you know I'd rock up as I do, unannounced, <laughs> not, not invited. <laughs> Typical Leo. Ah, but sure, surely we should we should just magically appear a bit like the shopkeeper. <sighs> Well, like it, keeps, it keeps our it fans... It reminds me of Mr. Ben there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was rather kinky, that cartoon. Oh. Uh, well, well I, like, I think most adults did think that. That escalated quickly. And mo- most kids who watched it when they were kids... Then grew up and thought, oh, that has a different meaning to what I thought when it was a kid. I know. feel yes. I've definitely missed something because I must have watched it at a different age it <laughs> and then not re-watched it. Well, it used to go in and out of the wardrobe. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit or, worried Or the about closet, <laughs> as it's been called. Ah, yes. the closet, yeah. right. But and come out in different outfits. He was very dapper. <laughs> uh, he was, he was very dapper, but you see, going in and out, going into that, that shop to go into the fancy dress shop, and change mm-hmm. and then appear in a magical land. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's like just we do when we come into BCFM <laughs> Studios. <laughs> I was going to say, but do, do we put on our, our wizard's cloak or. <laughs> Well, you already well, you wearing it. yours. She, takes, she, she puts a witch's broom I mean, in the corner. Very oh, oh. <laughs> well, oh, well it's, it's secretly called a Zimmer frame, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is nearly Halloween. I was going to say, it is nearly a spooktacular, so, surely. And uh, yeah. if, if you haven't, um, I highly recommend Hocus Pocus 2. But watch the first one first. You like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I loved it. Um, it Steph brilliant. is wrong. We are right. I know. No, she's old. That's different. Yeah, she's old. She doesn't get it. Um, wow. No, she yeah. was an adult when the first one no. came out, you know. It's no. Hang um. on. Just now, the inference was <laughs> that I'm a bit witchy and have a broom, and that's how I travel yeah. to and from the studio. Yeah, you're more bewitched so. than you are Hocus Pocus. Oh, I love bewitched. <laughs> your, cheek, your cheeky wink. Oh, love bewitched. I was there every Saturday tea time. You still love it. Yeah. I do love it, I know. I have the yeah. whole box set of Bewitched. And if you want, want something else just come out on Netflix as well, is uh, The Midnight Club. Oh, I've just been told to watch that yeah. today. I yeah. don't know anything about it. Not, I haven't not, looked it up, nothing. Starts off mild and gets spookier as it goes. Okay. But, but yeah, Is it a horror? Or well, is... yeah, it's written by the same people who did The um, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, 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 okay. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that scared that's me. That's very good. <laughs> yes. Well, if that scared you, this will scare yeah. you. Mm. Um, 
I've actually just forgotten his name. Something Shyamalan. He's um, just done a new horror film, hasn't he? Or a new horror thriller. Oh, yeah, he I did. I want to call him um, Midnight Shyamalan, but that is not his name. So I'm very sorry, listeners, for that. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah, I know you mean, because he did the um, Bruce Willis one and the little kid who was a ghost. Is that right? Sixth or Sense. It, or it, that was Sixth Sense. Yeah. I don't know if that was him either. Or was it Bruce who was the ghost? And I don't can't Bru- remember Bruce which was, Bruce, uh, yeah. Sorry, spoiler. Bruce is dead. Yeah. And uh, Hayley Joel Osment can see dead people because yeah. he's got a sixth yeah, sense. He can yeah. See yeah. 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 yeah, I can see dead people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's pretty I can much see like right people. now. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, whereas the biggest horror of them all, of course, has got to be Gremlins. You know. Yeah. Did you ever oh, see yes. Critters? Critters oh, yes. Three with Leonardo yes, DiCaprio. That was yes. his like first proper film, and it's dreadful. I, I didn't click. It was him. Yeah. To be fair. Well, he first became famous through doing Matchbox um, little toy car commercials. Um, oh, and then right. he was in Critters, and now look at him. Yeah. I know but but Gremlins, Gremlins was written as a serious horror. Was it really? Yeah, and when, okay. when, they, when they showed it to test audiences, they laughed so much <laughs> that they then went back and edited it to be more comical. Well, Hence it is why it funny. is comical, isn't and it? And I yeah. know for a fact that Terry Starr hates horror movies. It makes him clench, so he doesn't <laughs> like it. Yeah, but everybody loves Gremlins. Because it's not I really seen, horror. That's a comedy. Yeah. I've seen Gremlins. Yeah. So all I can but think of is Furbies. Who? Yeah, Furbies. 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 Oh, they look like those. a Mogwai, no, no, don't they? Yeah. But you talk, you talk about, yes, they look, they look like Mogwai thing. Yeah, they yeah. do. You'll never look at a Furby the same way again if you go onto YouTube and look up a Furby organ. It's a guy who makes oh. a piano yes. out of them. Oh, okay. And it's, it's the most terrifying Again? thing you have ever this seen. This has escalated in your very quickly. Are they still alive? <laughs> well, when, when he plays the keyboard, alive. the Furbies all sing. He, he's, his channel is called Look Mom No Computer. Mm. Oh, okay. That might really? be a bit cruel. <laughs> oh, he does. He does all sorts of things with electromechanical telephone exchanges and things like that. As well, well. With, along with Furbies, yeah, he's just torturing the poor little buggers. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how he managed to get as many as he did. He was on eBay and all sorts yeah. for ages, wasn't yeah. he? Um, because, wow. yeah, it, and they were the freakiest things if you put two of them like facing each other they start having a conversation yeah. in this like it's a, it's minion style it's a really language. weird pitch like very very high pitch isn't it yeah I had a onesie and everything as a child I absolutely loved them oh I God. basically was I channeled my inner Furby and was very annoying to my parents were, were, I mean I was annoying anyway were they just called romper suits back then yeah actually yeah they were baby grows yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. it was the one that had like where the, the you know you could unbutton the bum Bit. Okay, that, too much info. <laughs> you know the ones I mean, right? Too much, definitely too much. Steph wears one round the house when so she's should we, She knows the <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on very quickly? Because oh, yeah. this is rapidly descending. <laughs> <laughs> right, coming up in a minute, uh, Tales of Candace. Stay with us, you're listening to Shout Out. And now for something completely different. The Shout Out podcast. As uh, Pussycat Dolls and uh, React. Nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say more than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you still, no, you still in shock from the top of the show? <laughs> in shock? No, it just itches a bit. <laughs> I've told you, you've got to wash it. You can't just, oh, really? you know, not day oh, in, day out. Okay. You've got to change okay, it up I'm a little bit. I'm still clamped at the moment, so let's move on. <laughs> Martin uh, Spilacy. Yeah, Was nice. he not the first voice on what was Shout Out Radio in yeah, the he, 1800s? He did the first kind of like preview that Mary 
put together pilot yeah, yeah that's the word yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for so yeah that um, was back in it was the very Royal naughty West it was days. so full of innuendo we never it do that was, these days yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 well here so, he's chatting yeah. to Alex and Alex has put together a load of stories from around the world about that, uh, from gay men called Tales of Candor An interesting news story that appeared on local news last week was that incidents of hate crime against LGBTQIA plus people living in the southwest and in particular in Bristol have increased by 50%, which is of course a worrying trend. But I'm joined now by a friend of mine called Alex, who is reaching out way beyond the confines of the southwest. In fact, he's reaching out to LGBTQIA plus people across the world with an amazing website that he's created, which is called Tales of Candor. So Alex, how did this come about? At first I think <laughs> jealousy. Uh, a friend of mine who's very good looking uh, was doing quite well on uh, Grinder, and I sat there sulking whilst no one messaged me. And I think that's quite a common occurrence anyway and it seems to be that's the case but then I realised I have a sort of slight interest in the technology of how it works and I did a little test to see if I could fake my GPS location and trick Grinder into thinking I was somewhere else and it worked and it doesn't work anymore which is really sad I think Grinder have gotten wise to that and made it much trickier to effectively lie about your location to them but it, it led me then down the sort of rabbit hole of going where do people who use Grinder live I had lived on the Isle of Man for five years and there used to be a joke that if you went down past the fourth row on Grinder, you were looking at somebody in Northern Ireland or England and so on so it, that that kind of weird experience there kind of taught me to go well you could put a pin down in a map and you might start to see people coming up thousands of kilometres away yeah just that kind of curiosity but then I think as I started to interact with people on it the, the human side of it the human interest aspect of it got me going and and I had this notion of doing very simple interviews, almost sort of saying, what is it like there? We're not the same. Well, you know, I, I enjoy a lot of privilege because I'm white, I'm male, I'm able-bodied, of course, but I'm also in a much safer place than a considerable number of these people. And that, that fascinated me, but I didn't also want to inhabit any kind of morbid curiosity and prompt them to say, like, you know, how bad is it? How much risk are you at? So it was, it was a careful balancing act and to be fair, it wasn't hard to find people who had suffered, and I think that's ubiquitous in the LGBT community, but in any minority, you're, you're not going to have to wait too long to find out about somebody who's suffering or who's undergoing completely unfair and justified treatment by people who should otherwise not just respect them, but love them like family members and close friends and, and so on. So it came back out of one curiosity leading to another, leading to another. I, I suppose what I really like about the site now is it's a human site. It's evolved into this less about the sex lives and the hookup culture, but the people behind that and why we don't talk about that. And the conversations I had didn't feel like conversations that you would expect on Grinder. And I think when I've talked about the blog before with people, I have to be really careful about how I word it, otherwise I just sound like I'm writing a collection of erotica. If you start saying to people, I interviewed a load of men on Grinder," their immediate assumption is, it's going to be about hookups and sex. And I sort of have to try and avoid that, because if they're in that mindset, and then I have to kind of break it to them, no, it's a bit grim. 
it's, it feels like an unfortunate trick to play on someone to play on that assumption. And so, yeah, I tend to say I interview men around the world for a blog and don't mention Grindr because it's association, but that it was all done via Grindr on a phone. Well, it strikes me that it isn't about sex. In fact, the thing that struck me when I was privileged enough to look at the site was the fact that in very many cases it's about bravery because you've got some people that are talking very openly about themselves and identify themselves in areas of the world where this is a dangerous thing to do. So absolutely not. It didn't come across as being a, an erotic site at all, but just one about the, the stoicism of some people living in these uh, oppressed areas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was really humbling in a way to appreciate just just the, the tremendous resilience some of these people have to adopt, literally to survive, and, and the totally unfair reasons for that as well. You know, that it's not just, we, we talk about it a lot, you know, sexuality isn't a choice, but neither is birthplace. And to have won the lottery in effect of birthplace, to live in a country where... There is so much support. Yeah, I knew that anyway. But this almost felt like opening Pandora's box at points because it was people not being melodramatic when they say, I don't actually seek out love. I don't seek out intimacy and how incredibly lonely they are because that they are afraid of death and others who accept the risk of those things because they're lonely, because as a human being we seek out connection despite the threat of death, of, of humiliation, of torture and all of those things, some people are so lonely that they'll risk it. And, and, and the fact that it's, it's sort of almost such like a, a strange form of torture to hold that away from some people arbitrarily, to hold that connection. And then yet, instinctively, they'll face those risks or they, they consign themselves and it is a, it's a resignment to life without it. I don't know how I make that decision, but I, I certainly realise it's incomparable and, and it's, it's something that we're conscious of but not. You know, the depth of it is, is so hard to get to grips until you speak to somebody who's literally making a life or death choice just to have such a basic thing as companionship and, and love. And I guess we ought to explain what Grinder is for anyone listening who might not be familiar with it. It is a social media app. It's like a dating app, isn't it? Predominantly for gay men. And I wonder, it's interesting that the very nature of these people are clearly in areas where they are able to download the app and use the app. So it's quite an interesting situation that Grinder is allowed to function in these countries or these societies, despite the threat that is imposed by using it. So a lot of people who are in, and not everybody is, I mean, some people are they're in uh, countries much like the UK where it's safe, it's got to be said, but those who aren't are using a, what's called a VPN, like a virtual private network, and that's used all over the world, but for different people, for different reasons. And so effectively what they're able to do is fly under the radar of those controls, those constraints, and use the app. And, and again, they're doing a similar thing where they're tricking the app into thinking, or they're tricking their phone into thinking it's somewhere where it's allowed to access those things. There's a whole education piece, an upskilling piece as well, as the threat you've got to face and, and accessing that technology as well. And it, it, there are people, obviously, who can just meet somebody as part of their social life, no technology required. And then other people, there are so many barriers and, and so much education to be done. And then after surmounting that, the risk to face it as well. So it was quite interesting 
to find out, oh, this is how they access this, or this is how they get to do that. I don't know how they find out about it, though. Like, someone, someone's obviously, you know, it's like a resistance movement, I guess, an underground movement of sharing technology and, and, and education around it to get it there. But I, I think that, again, that just shows the that human imperative to find companionship, to find love and intimacy that is, I think it's so often seen as something frivolous. You know, it's something that's, that's often seen as, why, why would anyone make a big deal out of it? But it, it's human instinct to seek it out and to deny your instinct is incredibly, well, it's incredibly unreasonable and difficult, but it's also painful to do. Well, the website is an absolute thing of beauty. So what's the future? What do you want to achieve with this? I think moving forward, I'd just like to make sure people visit it. If people have got stories they want to contribute, I'm no longer able to interview people via Grinder because they've updated their app. So cleverly, I, I don't know how to work around it now. So uh, I would say like sharing it, reading through it. If, if you don't really get why there's the need for the pride movement, why, you know, why, if that's a question, that's cool, that's fine. But I would say reading these stories will help you understand why somebody perhaps behaves the way they do or says the things that they do. Because like most minorities, we are deeply aware of how close we are to that threat. And, and that, that, you know, how close we are is someone else's decision. And, and that never goes away. I think we're all worried about that to a certain degree. And so, yeah, just making people aware of this site, that would make me incredibly happy. And I think it would make... The, it was hard to collect these stories. And I think it was hard for the some of the people to share these stories. And I feel like that would all be in vain if we didn't share, share them as widely as we can and make people aware of this site because I think it's an incredible resource for lonely lonely people, people who are in circumstances where they can't come out, they're afraid for their safety. I, I know that I'd spoken to a few people in the course of this who I think found incredible support and solace in just knowing that they're not the only one as well. So it, it goes both ways, both within and out with the community. I think making this site well-known would be great and not just something that I want to show off about, but because I know it would mean something to the people who share their stories. Well, there's one way for people to visit the site, and that's for you to tell them how they can access it. Yeah, the, uh, the site is uh, this brilliant idea of spelling it like Grinder. So it's Tales of Candor, which is T-A-L-E-S-C-A-N-D-R dot Weebly dot com. And you can visit it there. Or if you Google Tales of Candor, it tends to do quite well in the results. I definitely recommend just give it a quick Google, give it a read. Yeah, some of the stories are quite uplifting and fun. Some of them are a bit darker. So take your pick and see what you find and share it with somebody else who you think it might mean something to. I can certainly recommend it. Alex, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. The Shout Out Podcast. Shout out LGBT radio for you. Oh, nice bit of Madonna there. Yes. That was beautiful. Mm. Like yeah. Absolutely. Uh, now, uh, Terry and Ezra here. Should we get some news headlines? Oh, let's. Why not? This is Shout Out News on Thursday, 13th of October. Nicola Sturgeon, the Scottish First Minister, responded eloquently to an aggressive BBC Radio 4 interview on her government's plans to simplify the Gender Recognition Act in Scotland, referring to anti-transgender groups who had mustered a small demonstration at Holyrood. Sturgeon was quizzed as to whether she was a destroyer of hum- women's rights. 
Ms Sturgeon's response is worth repeating in full. She said, I've spent my entire life campaigning for women's rights and I'm a passionate feminist with lots of evidence behind that. The Gender Recognition Bill, which comes before the Scottish Parliament in a couple of weeks' time, is about reforming an existing process. It doesn't give any more rights to trans people and it doesn't take any more rights away from women. LGBTQ Nation Newswire reports on a bizarre case from Florida where a middle-aged woman reported that her adult son had been kidnapped by gender non-conformists who intended to harvest and sell his internal organs. This utterly bizarre claim was continued by the young man's aunt and even by a family friend who started a GoFundMe page claiming that the man had a child's mental abilities. In fact, it transpires the woman grossly misrepresented the young man, Alejandro Suarez. He had left home after planning to leave for several years and had gone to stay with friends. A legal hearing refused his mother and aunt their demands for draconian control over his life and granted him the independence he needed. I really do feel like I have room to breathe now, Suarez told the Miami Herald, and perhaps predictably not a transgender organ harvester in sight. Melbourne's LGBTQIA plus broadcasting station Joy FM, which now also has a media arm experimenting with podcasts and internet television, reports that October the 8th was Lesbian Day, an observance that is mostly celebrated in Australia and New Zealand and which celebrates lesbian life and culture, the political movements built by lesbian women and the contribution to radical healthcare, activism and politics made by lesbian women across the Oceania countries. Wikipedia notes that the day was first celebrated in Australia in 1990 and that in the US and Europe an equivalent day is Lesbian Visibility Day which falls in April. Meanwhile if you are based in Melbourne you can find Joy FM on 94.9 MHz FM. Tributes have been pouring in from across the LGBTQIA plus and Native American communities at the passing on of civil rights activist Sashin Littlefeather, who has ascended to the realm of the ancestors at the age of 75. She had been battling breast cancer for the last four years. In 1973, in protest at the American film industry's treatment of Native Americans, actor Marlon Brando asked Littlefeather to decline his Oscar, which she did in a moving speech which touched upon the US establishment's treatment of minorities, but particularly native peoples. Right-wing extremist John Wayne, who had been known for his anti-communist fixation as early as the 50s, had to be restrained by six men from storming the stage and assaulting Littlefeather. She was also blacklisted by the film industry for her speech and only received an apology after 40 years. Littlefeather helped found the American Indian AIDS Institute of San Francisco during the health crisis in the, 19, in the 1980s. Pink News noted... A quote made by Littlefeather. When I am gone, always be reminded that whenever you stand for your truth, you will be keeping my voice and the voices of our nations and our people alive. I remain Sashin Littlefeather. And finally, good Lord, evangelicalism has really lost the plot. That was the response of atheist blogger Bruce Moore at one of the strangest outbursts of the year from an American Christian right wing whose collective sanity is already highly questionable. A Texas woman who LGBTQ Nation Newswire tells us is a right wing biblical literalist posted on Facebook against the forthcoming release of PG rated family friendly spook spectacular Hocus Pocus 2, a sequel to the famous camp comedy starring Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker 
Doctor amidst a wealth of comic talent. Please hear me when I tell you the truth that the witches and warlocks in the satanic church abuse and sacrifice children in their spiritual rituals to gain more power in the underworld, ranted a woman called Jamie Gooch. In an interview with KWTX television channel, Gooch said that spellcasting can come through one's television set and that children can be subject to what she calls hypnotizations from the dark side. Atheist website Only Sky Media says, if you believe watching a silly Disney movie is exposing your kids to darkness and sending spells through the television and destroying your Christian faith, then you need a doctor far more than you need Jesus. The same people who think fetuses are people and that more guns mean more safety also think pretend witchcraft is destroying society. For these news stories and more, we update our website every day. Check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Ezra Peregrine. Shoutout News, national and international LGBT news for you. So if I start spouting spells, I'm going to start making people do things they shouldn't. Marvellous. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Good old Megan Trainer. All about the days. I really like that one. I like the postmodern jukebox version of it as well. Oh, well, what's Terry doing? <laughs> Terry? Sounds like he's playing yes. with his printer. <laughs> Somebody going upstairs. Oh, yes. oh of course, yeah, you're in the cupboard under the stairs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we believe you. You're out there casting spells, aren't you? Absolutely. Sending hypnotist things through the radio. Oh, sorry. I, I, was, I was kind of glad my microphone was down. I was laughing my head off while you were telling that story. Very amusing, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, next person we're going to talk about, I'm a big fan of. Um, Jordan yeah, Gray met her yeah. at um, Western Superman Pride this year we along did, with her, like, a house on fire if you remember she managed to get the whole of Western Superman Pride to shout out that we were the best radio station <laughs> the yeah. best LGBT radio station yeah. she's incredibly great. supportive of mm. shout out and yeah. um, is an absolute joy to speak to yeah. and uh, it was wonderful and the um, last time we speak did speak to her. Jordan was at Bristol Pride this year hmm. um, yeah. but the first time I met Jordan was um, a Western Pride before the one where we were at so this oh, it's not a competition so no I'm just saying that I've, I've seen Jordan get more and more there? confident and yeah. but her career when you think that was only a few years back mm. and where oh, she, she was well, and yeah. where she is now and where I, I follow, she's going I follow her on Facebook and it's like sold out tour after sold yeah, out tour after London Palladium add more seats oh my yeah. god they sell out too yeah. Yeah. Channel 4 well, well this is about one of them we, isn't it, yes, it is it well is. we spoke uh, me and Ez spoke to uh, Jordan for over half an hour we did so we're gonna um, split this interview into over two weeks so this week will yeah, be yeah you don't just get Jordan for one week her performances and her TV appearance mm. and next week will be more more intimate part two cool well, our next guest needs absolutely no introduction. Listeners of Shout Out will know Jordan Gray from past chats that we've had. And I think the first one we had, Jordan, was at Western Pride many years ago and at the last Bristol Pride as well. 
but you've had a meteoric rise to stardom and it's so quickly, isn't it? I mean, we could see in the early days at Western, there was talent, you know, we really enjoyed the start of your career. Uh, but now it's just vertical, isn't it? How does that feel? It's very strange. Thank you for saying such lovely things. Uh, yeah, I've got very fond memories of both those those prides. Um, it's it's really odd when you're in the middle of it, when everything's going very very well. I keep like like I suppose like my, a lot of creative people, you keep saying, "Well, this is just a this is just a fluke. Every single thing is just a fluke, a fluke, a fluke." And after a while, I think it's all right to stop telling yourself it's a fluke and that it's things are just going quite well. <laughs> it's yeah, this really is real. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Um, right. So, uh, like we were talking about um, earlier, your your career. So you've got a load of stuff coming up for um, for November and December. So where do you go from now? Well, the the big thing for me is um, that the London Palladium show of mine and my, my is going to be the biggest show of my career. I think it's about twenty two hundred bums on 2200 seats um that's october 28th that's at the end of this month um it's a natural progression of everything we've been doing it's the same show except we're going to put a split down the middle we're going to add an interval and then we're going to add more in both halves so we're going to give people their money's worth um but before that gosh a week before that i'm going to be on friday night live on channel four so i don't know when this is planning to air you may have seen me on there or, or it may just be about to happen no, at friday fun. Yeah, Friday before, I'm just working out the dates and I'm terrible. That's next Friday, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, this yeah. is going to, the listeners are going to be enjoying this this week. So, oh, wow. Okay, so we've well, got, yeah. Yeah, I what's mean, the date now? The, the 11th. 11th. So, the 11th. Well, on October, so we first broadcast on the 13th. Yeah. Well, then in that case, uh, dear listeners, in a week's time, mm -hmm. you should be able to tune in to Channel 4, 9 p.m. live. Uh, to watch the return of Friday Night Live and I'm the comedy musical guest and I promise you because it's live we're basically going to be very risky and very silly about it because why not because it's live so I'm going to do some going to do something that you might not have seen before <laughs> you're probably a, a bit too young Jordan to remember Channel 4 when it first came out but it was very risque it was well, very yeah, that's edgy the lineage I'm aiming channel for. it's it's calmed down a bit now but we need that back and maybe you're the spark yes. for that well, I met with the the marketing directors of the of the program and of the channel, and that was the conversation. They said when it first happened, it was the big alternative anti-establishment comedy, and we've run a little bit of that back. So that's my job on on October twenty first is to show the nation something that they didn't realise that <laughs> they wanted. <laughs> I was certainly, certainly wasn't expecting. Well, you um, say didn't know that. Yeah, didn't know they wanted. Actually, I was thinking, yeah, exactly that. Because they, afterwards, they're going to be like, wow, that was amazing. Where can we get tickets for the bum to, you know, to be one of the bums on seats? Who is the um, presenter of that? I know I should know this, but I don't. It's the, the original um, hosts, were, uh, Ben Elton, Harry Enfield, Judy and Clary, Joe Brand. These are the the what has been sort of styled now as the old guard, the original alternative comedians, they're all going to be on that show. And then uh, a, a bunch of us newbies are, are sort of being passed the torch to with, we're receiving the torch myself and Rosie Jones, uh, Moran Riz, Rizwan, I always say Rizwan wrong. That's quite a mouthful. Um, the new, new comedians are sort of sharing, sharing Friday night live with the old guard. So Ben Elton, I believe is hosting the whole, thing and we're throwing to like a load of um, big name comedy and musical acts throughout the evening uh, but that's from 9 p.m i think it's like a 90 minute two hour i'm really excited I'm really big fan of rosie as well love rosie what so an incredible much. comedian 
Absolutely. Ah. And that's how I first heard about Helen Bauer. And for the, the reason I bring that up is because you were with Helen Bauer last Friday evening. Um I Hogs Live with her and Catherine Bohart. Absolutely fantastic. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the tennis head movements where you were trying to look uh, to each of them um, and not miss a thing. It looked like you were going to get whiplash at one point, but you did very, very well. <laughs> so lovely to be sandwiched by two incredibly talented people um but yeah they have very different opinions on stuff so you do have to sort of whip back and forward um nice lovely to be invited on the the uh since the fringe i'm so lucky i've been Mm. sort of i I would say i've been put forward for a lot of things i'm woefully underqualified for but but my name is out there now so people just keep calling and asking if i'll do stuff and i'm more Um, than happy to oblige jordan you do remember we've seen your acts and underqualified no, I don't think that's even in there. <laughs> that's sweet. That's sweet of you to say. Well, I'm doing my best. I am I'm working hard, as you say. That's really important. Yeah. Um, I'm mispronouncing my T's. <laughs> it's very important <laughs> to work hard. I'm from Essex. I'm happy to claim that. I'm happy to uh, drop my T's. Well, in the name of- uh, and I got a Bristolian accent. Uh, we put extra letters in, as you're probably aware. Extra R's and extra L's on the end of letter uh, words. <laughs> That's great because all the letters that I drop, you're you're taking those letters yeah. and you're using them. You're adding Absolutely the extra ones in. So and I don't pronounce my R's. So can you imagine if uh, if, if, somebody, if, if an alien came down and tried to learn the English language from us, it would be absolutely fabulous. <laughs> it's uh, it all sounds incredibly exciting and. Um, it sounds like the next few weeks for you are going to be very, very busy, but it also sounds like they've been very busy since pre-fringe. So have you had any sort of time for you or has it all been, not that, not that being creative isn't time for you, but how, is, how has this all been for you over the last few weeks? Yeah, I haven't had any time off and mm. that's not an exaggeration. I don't think I've had a six hour period to myself, wow. but um, but that's, it's all, it's all par for the course. I say, I, I don't know why I've started dropping in so many sports analogies in, in my thirties. I, I don't watch sport, but I keep, I'll keep throwing in slam dunks here and hole in ones over there. I just, I don't know why. Um, uh, what? No sport at all, Jordan. You, you don't like any type of sport, whether I, it's motorsport or cricket or baseball. I, I love, I love the idea of sport and I admire the people that are very good at it, but I can't, I don't think I've followed a sport ever in my life like oh tell a lie i used to live in sweden and the hockey the ice hockey used to come on early in the morning so i'd watch the ice hockey um yeah i have a great admiration for athletes it's certainly something that like of all the the jokes that people make about me is that um i i sort of wear a lot of hats and i spin a lot of plates and i do a lot of stuff athleticism is not one of my (laughs) one of my great i'll 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 try for a cartwheel live on stage and happily fall over. I don't have, um, I don't have a lot of like, well, you obviously when you take like a lot of estrogen, um, the, I, I can't remember my doctor told me before the anti-androgens, the things that stop testosterone and the estrogen, they work in different ways, but I don't take, I only take one of those things. So I don't have any muscle and I can't build muscle because my body's just constantly sending me signals. that says, don't put on too much muscle in those areas. So, uh, well, also, there's the the added thing that I don't try. <laughs> I haven't been to the gym or tried. But when I do try, um, I yeah, my body won't let me put on very much muscle. I've got an ecto ectomorphic frame, as I learned in science. Wow, that's a, but, that's a word, that, word of the week there, Jordan. <laughs> ectomorphic. I'm an ectomorph, which sounds very much like an alien. It does. I I am um, something from Ghostbusters, or was that ectoplasm? Ectoplasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The uh. What was what was your question? It was about uh, not sport. 
my life is going very well and i haven't had much time for myself you're right but uh but i love this job more than anything in the world so it's it's a pleasure i would like to think that i'll be able to carve out a day or two for me and my wife to go and do something nice soon because bless her she's been so supportive i'm just all off all around the country soon to be off around the world heading off to do the show literally everywhere um australia america like norway for some reason love me some norway i just don't know why it suddenly dropped in the middle of all this do they play ice hockey there <laughs> well, i'm gonna find out yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll take my sticks just yeah. in case wow so whereabouts in the states is the tour going well uh, we were offered during the fringe to take the show to broadway uh well, multiple offers which is magical it's incredible so we're still deciding but obviously that means new york and my new york geography is not great but i think broadway is in new york new york is that right yeah it's in new the york, city it's manhattan in the city yeah. Man is in manhattan um and uh so both sides will do la and new york and uh and i've got some some television in development that looks likely to send me around the world a second time so basically next year i won't be I won't, I won't be i'll be around but it won't be here where i'm sitting in sunny south end i'll be off in lots of exotic locations filming and that'll be your second tv show it will yeah. it's very sweet of you to say I, I suspect you're referring to transaction um which oh, yeah. is now on its way to a um on a, a terrestrial televisual release yeah transaction is uh, but you can watch it now people listeners dear listeners on uh we just type transact jordan gray transaction into your google search bar and i'm sure it will show you the short form series the web series we made uh, that i'm very very proud of but now we're making a tv show with nick frost and simon pegg's company so it's yeah oh. life is just very good life is very cool yeah. right now. thank you so much once again thank for you, being on shout out and um for the future break her leg <laughs> thank you so much you're so so sweet for having me best of luck listeners continue to support this fantastic program and i shall hopefully see you again in the future thank you yeah, well thank you jordan thank don't you. forget us <laughs> for more information about shout out radio visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast the lovely maria naylor uh, singing uh, Robert Miles Lovely one song. and one that yes very 19, nostalgic 1996 I would have been Gosh. 11 how old were you Andy I was 18 18 Andy 12 Steph 63 not mentioning my age not anymore <laughs> you, you just abused me so, 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 so love somewhere it. in the in, in the nicer part of age in the nicer part oh, nicer part yeah so, so uh, for our Halloween special, we've mm. all got to come up with um, some some kind of a um, incarnate. In, what's the word? Um, incantation. Inca oh, okay. Oh, a spell. Spell. Mm. Right. Is this one that we're going to do as as a complete unit, or is this one that we're going to do as like, no, individual I think, witches, I, I think wizards, and warlocks? Fun, fun to cast your own spell, wouldn't okay. it? Okay. What What do you want your spell to do when you cast it? Well, if you can actually make it do anything to anyone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, surely it should start to have a bubble boil in trouble. I think that's well, copyright. I, I, I it think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, no, I don't think it's copyrighted. Cause what it's about if you say bubble, hubble, toil and cauldron trouble? Because it's right? words of William Shakespeare. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's, it's from Macbeth. I think. Is bubble, he, bubble, 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 is he is dead now? Macbeth. What, Sherlock? Uh, Sherlock. Sherlock. <laughs> Sherlock never Bill. lived. And, uh, it's Bill. Bill dead. Yeah, yeah. Bill. Bill oh, Shakespeare's dead. Oh, we'll be all right, Yuzi. Yeah. He won't mind. Nah. Nah. 
I reckon um, he'll be absolutely fine with it. Yeah, I, 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 what do you want me to do on now, or is this like? No, I thought we'd save it, save it okay. for the Halloween show. All right, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just taking the Mickey out of that article. That, that oh no, Terry I definitely am going to do it. I'm, I've taken this so. very seriously. <laughs> I'm going to put on a proper show. I mean, I'm so, the only one here with rhyme. an orange mic. Okay, has to rhyme. Yeah, isn't isn't that the rule of a spell, Terry? Yeah. How would I know? Because <laughs> you're right, living a gothic, creepy merchant, and I don't know. You're, you're right. Radio from under the stairs. You. <laughs> from you're, you're, a, you're a gay uh, wizard, Terry. We all know it. Sorry. It reminds me of Trapdoor. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's going that back a many back years. A bit. Yeah. That is going back a very long way. A lot of people Will, won't know what you're talking Willie about. Willie Rushton. Um, it was an old cartoon, did, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, plus, it's stop, plus stop, the children's ITV. Stop motion. Yeah. Stop, yeah. stop, stop motion stop animation. animation. It was great. It was great. So was so Stop funny. It and Tidy Up. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. That was Loved narrated it. by Terry Wogan. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yes. You look like you're sat on the edge of your seat there, Steph. Is there something... Um, you, I am sat sh- on the edge of my seat. <laughs> no, I was just... Or was it um, either the engine? I was oh, just uh, saddened by the news in Slovakia. Uh, two yeah. dead after shooting outside um, an LGBTQIA yeah. bar, which was oh, no. uh, sad news That's today. Very, very sad. Yeah. Was it another terrorist thing? Or yeah, no, well, it's a hate crime they're treating it yeah. as. But, um, yeah, it happened in Bratislava, the capital. A uh, third person was wounded. Um, yeah, that's very sad. Mm. The Teplaran bar. Oh. Oh, I think thinking the suspected about everybody gunman affected. was found dead on Thursday morning. Yeah. So this morning. Mm. Sorry, end the show on a sad note. Well, no, I mean, we were also reflecting, but it doesn't have to be sad. We were reflecting on the wonderful life of Angela Lansbury. Oh, yes. Um, off yes. mic. Bedknobs um, and broomsticks. Absolutely. Yeah. Murder, she wrote. Yeah. 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 So, uh, someone points out to me that, that she was always there when someone got murdered. Yeah, always. <laughs> And uh, tell as old as time, of course, Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's how I was introduced yes. to her. Yeah. yeah. Playing with, was it Mrs. Yeah. Chips? Mm. Um, yes, Mrs. Chips, yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So lovely, yeah. lovely voice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I miss her. And yes. a big ally um, of the LGBTQI yes. plus community. I never knew that. Mm. Never knew that until oh, you told me that earlier. Yeah. That's um, very nice. Which is really good, yeah. yes. See, um, I think she was about ni- 96, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, same age. Yeah. Really good age. And Betty White was a really good age when she passed on earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, 99, allies, wasn't she? Being an ally is good for your health. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, I need that on a T-shirt. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But yeah... She had an amazing yeah. career. Yeah. So. She did. Uh, anyway, that's it for another week. Uh, if you do want to hear the show again or catch any of the others that you've missed, uh, don't forget that you can check us out online. Shoutoutradio.lgbt. You'll also find the latest news there as well. Uh, next week, me? No, Paulus. I don't know how I'm supposed to say that, but that Belsky. was all there was on, on the on the, on the the show notes. So. Belsky. Oh, well. We'll be back with a nice show next week. Join us. <laughs> yeah. So from myself and Terry, from Ayers, from Andy, and from the lovely Steph. Say bye-bye, everyone. Bye. bye. Shout out LGBT Radio for you